Greetings, Hacker Public Radio listener. My name is Shane, and I'm a computer instructor at a private career college in Niagara Falls, Ontario. I spend a good part of my workday showing people who have little or no computer experience how to use computers. And I thought I'd record this episode to give you a tool to help somebody in your life. Maybe you've got a friend or family member that desperately needs some computer skills, but you want to teach them with uh, a minimum level of frustration. You want to decrease the frustration both for them and for yourself. So I'm going to talk about four different topics. And you can break these topics down and talk about one topic every time you see them until you get through all four. Or you could just sit them, sit down with them for 45 minutes or an hour and, uh, and go over with them if they're willing to do that. I'm going to talk about hardware, uh, things to do on the desktop with your operating system. I'm going to talk about file management and text entry. So first of all, hardware. You might be a computer professional or someone that's very tech savvy because you're an HPR listener. But realize that the person you're teaching might not realize that there's a button on the monitor to switch on and a button on the uh, tower itself if they've got a desktop system like that. So just patiently let them know that there's two buttons they'll have to switch on in order to start their computer and they'll need to switch off all those buttons at the at the end if they uh, if you want them to use a button to switch out their computer. At this point I might take a post note and draw the power symbol the one that's on most power buttons just so they can start to look around uh, the real world and see that symbol in different places maybe on cell phones or uh, other places. What I'd do next is just have them look at the keyboard with you. They're probably used to uh, a typewriter if they're from a certain generation. Um, but they're probably confused by the other buttons that are on the keyboard. So draw their attention to a few uh, key keys. Show them where the enter key is and tell them that is to make things happen, to start things happening. Show them the escape key and tell them that that's the key to uh, close things down or to get out of places that you are no longer interested in. Show them the shift key and tell them how that will uh, help them capitalize things. Then show them uh, the control key and the alternate key but don't explain them too much, just show them where they are. Same thing for the Windows key or the special key, whatever you want to call it, show them where it is. Now the purpose of taking them away from the alphabetic keys and just showing them the other key, these other keys is to show them which keys you consider important. And this helps demystify the whole process for them. There's so many different looking keys on the keyboard if you really think about it. Everything from punctuation marks that are barely used to the F1 keys uh, to the home and the page keys, things like that. It's all very mysterious, but if you show them these key keys, then it will demystify them for them and they'll know which keys to pay attention to, especially at the beginning. After that, I would talk about the mouse. The way I talk about the mouse is I describe the left button of the mouse as the action button and the right button as the option button. So describe it to them as action versus option. Tell them that the action button is the one that lets you do things, move things, open things. And that the right button is for bringing up a menu so they can see more sophisticated options than that. 
if you want to open up a browser or a document at this point and show them what the scroll button does or the scroll wheel um, do that at this point if they have peripherals hooked up to their computer uh, just spend a few minutes talking about those peripherals and what they hope to do with them uh, this is a great time to bring up the fact that the three-in-one printer that they have can actually do something more than printing if they're not familiar with scanning, uh, blow their minds by telling them that they could uh, scan that photograph of their mother or scan that poem or drawing they've written a while ago and digitize it, put it in the computer. What you want to be doing throughout these lessons is related to something they personally want to do. Even if you're showing them how to do these things for work, uh, put a personal reason in there so they won't be afraid to use the computer for something uh, at home. Okay, so we discussed hardware. Uh, now we're going to discuss the operating system. Just the piece of it that they need to know. Start off with talking about the icons on the desktop and show them how to uh, move some icons around on the desktop to different positions. They might be surprised. They might know, not know that was possible. Um, you might get questions about why there are so many icons on the desktop and why there are so many mysterious ones that they never use or they don't even know the purpose of. Uh, on Windows, that's a good part of the lesson because with Windows you have that little uh, graphic on the bottom left-hand corner of an icon, a little arrow in a white space, and that's an indication that it's a shortcut. And I tell my students that if they want to take those shortcuts away and uh, delete those shortcuts, they can because it doesn't actually delete a program, just the picture. That's all it does. So once you give them that kind of control, show them how they can clear up their desktop a little bit and maybe make that background picture <laughs> a bit more visible than it used to be you're giving them a measure of control and they're starting to actually take control of their system it's not as mysterious as it was after that I would show them how to open up applications so on Windows I would show them the start button or if I ever had uh, the privilege to teach somebody Linux or maybe Ubuntu like I use at home I would uh, show them how to use the launcher and how to, or maybe even the heads-up display, and show them how to find the programs they're looking for. On some Windows systems, you can even uh, just hit the start button and start typing what you want, and show them that as well. Now keep in mind throughout these lessons, at first you don't want to teach them how to do something, you just want to show them what's possible, and then if uh, something sticks in their mind they want to do later, they can ask you about it. and get further instruction later but at first you don't want to give them too much information you don't want them to be trying to memorize or write down every step you're doing uh, at first you just want to give them an overview okay get them to open up a program and get them to uh, use the windows controls show them what the X the square and the minus sign do and show them how to uh, minimize a document or maximize a document or restore um, restore something down and then bring it back and also show them how to grab the bar on the top of a, an application window and move that uh, window around to different parts of the monitor and describe why you might want to do that describe how you might want to see uh, two windows on the screen at the same time and just give them an overview of that okay that's all I would do for the operating system at this point. So, so far we've discussed hardware, 
and we discussed the operating system, just the parts that your student needs to know. And now we're going on to the biggie. This is a difficult one. File management. I started my computing life by using a Windows 3.1 machine and the great thing about that was that anytime you're in a file folder you could see the the file tree on the side that showed you um, which folders were connected to which folders and how they'd branch off into uh, into other branches and that really gave me a good understanding of how file management works but for a student who's new to the computer this is this is mind-bending it's really difficult to teach especially if somebody's never seen this before so what you want to do is explain to them that um, folders are containers and the files are pieces of information the way I talk about folders is I start out the lesson by asking them if they have a junk drawer at their home and then I spend a couple minutes talking about what's in their junk drawer in their kitchen and what's in my junk drawer and then I describe the documents folder on the computer as being a junk drawer I talk about how if you have a computer for a long time it gets filled up with lots of things and how if you have more than one person in the house using uh, the computer it tends to get filled up with everybody's things and then I describe how wonderful it would be if I actually went to my junk drawer and started putting things in containers and filling my junk drawer with containers each with a specific purpose (laughs) put all the elastic bands in one container, (laughs) all the broken pencils in another container, etc. (laughs) And so what I tell them basically is that a folder is a way to organize your your documents folder into into different containers. Now you might want to wait to get into subfolders later, but when you do talk about subfolders, do everything you can to explain that well. Uh, take a piece of paper and draw file folders with different sections in them. Take a file folder and put one file folder inside another file folder, like physical file folders. <laughs> Get like uh, four or five and put one inside the other, then another one inside that one, and show them how these things can be nested. Uh, to show them how they can organize their files into subfolders just to make things more... Uh, uh, more findable for themselves. And what you want to do is stress that the reason that you're nesting file folders is to make things more useful, to give yourself more control over your files. Okay. At this point, um, I want to teach them how to select files from a file folder. So what I'd do, I'd go to my flash drive and I'd put onto their computer a folder in their documents folder. I put a folder in there called um, junk folder and it's got uh, half a do- uh, maybe two dozen uh, files that I don't really need anymore but I use those to help the student practice uh, selecting things so I show them how they can select a single file with a single click I show, to- I show them how to hold on the control key and click on several files if they want to select more than one. I show them how to click on a a top file in a range, hold down shift, and click on a bottom file in a range and show them how that picks up the whole range of files. I show them how to click and hold with their mouse near a file and then draw a box around the files they want. And I also show them a fifth method 
the control A method of selecting all the files in the folder. And it might take a good amount of time with that. Let them practice it themselves. Uh, maybe at some point write down these instructions just so they can uh, take hold of these five different methods. They might ask why you're selecting, and you can explain that the computer needs to know exactly what files you're thinking about using or deleting or emailing or whatever you want to do with those files. So tell them you have to um, select them to tell the computer exactly what files you want to use. At that point they're ready for moving files around. You could open a couple of folders and use drag and drop to show them how files will move from one folder to another. And at this point, if they're not tired out, <laughs> you can show them how to use uh, the right-click menu to cut and paste files. At this point, uh, they can start doing things like organizing their photographs, organizing their music, organizing their letters or drawings, whatever they have in their computer. And at this point, they're starting to have a lot more control over their files. They're able to choose uh, folders to put their files into. Um, I forgot something important. <laughs> um, you should show them how to make new folders as well. Maybe it's a right-click, new, new folder, something like that, and show them how to name the folder, and that way they can start taking control over the containers they have inside their My Documents folder. Okay, um, the last topic I wanted to talk about is text entry. I would open up a very simple word processor. Um, on Windows I would use Notepad uh, because it's very unsophisticated. It doesn't even have toolbars. And you just want to give your student an area to type out simple sentences. Today is Saturday. Today it rained. Yesterday it was sunny. I hope tomorrow is clear something like that. So once they have those sentences written down, show them how to how to save the document that they've written. Now people that even have just a little bit of experience with computers, the first thing they think about when they're saving a file is the file name. But tell them that the file name is not important. Tell them that the most important thing is the location. So show them how to get to one of the folders they created earlier and get them to check that that's the folder they're in and then move them on to the topic of saving of choosing a good file name. I use the illustration of uh, the joke about uh, what real estate agents consider the three important parts of selling property. <laughs> and it's the first one is location, the second one is location, location. <laughs> so I, I tell them that joke and I, I link that joke to this thing of saving so that Every time they they save a document in the future, they'll hear my voice in the rear saying, location, location, location. So the first 10 or 15 times you save a document with this person, uh, do that. Bring up the joke of uh, the real estate agent and location, location, location. And in the future, they'll, they'll have that in their mind, hopefully. Okay. Once they've successfully saved files... Uh, maybe a few dozen times. You can move them onto a more sophisticated word processor, one that actually has toolbars, and you can show them how to format text and how to cut and copy text. So show them how to select 
Show them how to select a single sentence. Show them how to select um, a few sentences that are on different lines from each other. Show them how to select uh, diagonally from the beginning of the first sentence to the end of the last sentence they wish to select. At this point you can show them how to use the emphasis buttons, show them how to bold text, how to italicize it, and underline it, and show them how to change the color of text as well. And then you could talk about choosing fonts and choosing a font size. And at that point, they're able to make things look radically different on their computer screen and uh, hopefully at this point they'll have a sense of empowerment that they can create a document and make it look the way they want it to look. At this point they have uh, some things they can do with a computer and this is where I'd start teaching my students uh, Microsoft Word or later on Microsoft uh, Excel because of things they've just learned uh, hardware, operating system basics, file management and text entry these are things that they'll come back to throughout their computing lives this will be the basis of, uh, of everything they'll, they'll have to use Okay, that's it. Thanks a lot for listening. I hope this is very helpful to you as you try to help somebody in your life. And I'll talk to you later. Goodbye. You have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever considered recording a podcast, then visit our website to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club. HBR is funded by the Binary Revolution at binrev.com. All Binrev projects are proudly sponsored by Lunar Pages. From shared hosting to custom private clouds, go to lunarpages.com for all your hosting needs. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike 3.0 license.